Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of 100 Wins Rights. I'm your host, James Zimmerman, and you're listening to We Don't Want Your Feedback by The Feedback. On today's episode, uh, you will get to hear my interview with Brittany LeBlanc. Uh, might have heard her name mentioned on a previous episode. Uh, that's because she is the girlfriend of Ryan Cermak. Uh who I spoke to back in episode 13. Uh, So check out his episode, um, as well as all of our episodes, um, either on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and wherever you download your podcasts. Be sure to stay tuned after the show for some footnotes. But for now, I am going to leave you with my interview with Brittany LeBlanc. We'll see you after the show. Who am I speaking with today? Brittany LeBlanc. And who's Brittany LeBlanc? Um, I work at a factory. Um, yeah, you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Currently trying to get out of that. <laughs> yep. Go on. That's about it. All right, cool. Um, for those at home who can't see, Brittany just shrugged. Um, no, okay, so we, we, we work together. Yeah. Um, we actually, you are, who's your boyfriend? Ryan. Ryan was on the show. I have to go back and check how many numbers it was, but not long ago. Yeah, not long ago. Well, around the end of the summer, so. Yeah. I think in terms of this episode, or in this show, I think it's like five episodes ago. Five episodes. I don't know, I'll figure it out. I'll (laughs) I'll fucking mention it in the the pre-show. But anyway, yeah, so, yeah, the three of us work together. Um, tell us... We'll start there. Tell us how you guys met and, like, how you guys became one. Um, we met... Not one in this, like, sexual sense. I mean, just as a couple. <laughs> yeah, I figured that. <laughs> okay, I just want to clarify, because, you know, we have those conversations sometimes. <laughs> For sure. Um, we met at the factory. Mm-hmm. Um, he came to midnight shift, and we started talking, and started hanging out, actually, yeah. You remember Black Mike? I do remember Black Mike, yes. <laughs> He's the one who actually broke the ice. Oh, okay. Ryan was too shy to say anything. Or gotcha. Not even too shy, but he didn't know what to say. Right, right. So Mike, Mike broke the ice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, okay, so the one, like, okay, so like the highlight of your relationship, at least like the start of it, was a guy named Brett... I always fucked up his name because I really didn't care. <laughs> he was kind of a weasel. The guy, yeah, um, fucking, was it Brett? Or yeah, Bre- it was, yeah, it was Brett. It was Brett? Yeah. Fucking, tell me about Brett. <laughs> tell me about this kid because, like, he's a fucking story. Gr- grown man, apparently. He's older yeah, than I, I am. Was, yeah, I believe he's 40 years old. At the time, he's 40 or years old. He was 39, old. about to turn 40. And this was, like, three years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, I was two or three years ago. At work. And uh, he, actually, I, I was just hired on. I think I was hired on when all of it really, really hit the fan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was, uh, he, he was working at C1 one day, and I helped him because he was behind, because I didn't want to do anything else. You right. know, help with somebody's nice, easy work, make sure right, look right. busy. Mm-hmm. And um, the next day, he brought me in a big old bag of cookies to, <laughs> to thank me for helping right. him. Now, okay, I don't need to shit on his nice gesture. It's just yeah, like I mean, I did eat the cookies, but apparently they were baked really well. Like he did the right. brown the butter or whatever the heck it's called. Mm-hmm. Yeah, apparently they were good. I fed them to. You know, I remember Valmir. I do remember Valmir. Yeah, so we were like sharing rides at the time. He'd drive in for a week, and I'd drive for a week. So right, we lived really close and. Uh, I asked him if he was hungry after I had received the cookies towards the end of the shift, and he ate the cookies. Right. He's still alive. He's still alive. Still okay, alive. So they were saved cookies. They were saved cookies because this kid was more well, like, <coughs> excuse me, he was your typical like 
the the kid that you would be like afraid would shoot up a school. Yeah, you know, like you don't he, know what he's gonna turn. He, he for the most part, he seems nice, but he does, and yeah, and that's <laughs> the thing. And like for the most part, he did seem nice, but he had he had his like really weird, really random outbursts of rage, where like you yep. didn't want to say anything because you were afraid it was gonna throw him off the handle. And not that like you know this, you were afraid that this kid was gonna hit like beat you up because like he was maybe yeah. five four. He made jokes that he was gonna come into but work he, and throw ninja stars at all of us. Fuck. Can you imagine if he could? Oh my god. <laughs> funny, sorry, funny side story. Okay, so Chris, um, he's, he plays this game when he's, like, by himself. Mm-hmm. Of, like, I call it contingency plan. And it's like, what? and I do it too. I do it all the time. Um, what would you do if somebody came in, like, if you're at your press and somebody came in with, like, a gun? What would you do? Um, I think I, I did kind of briefly think about this when yeah. we went through the Brett thing. <laughs> um, I Brett's usually I would, a, a subject yeah. of that game. Sorry. I believe I would climb under a press. I'd yeah. go under a press. Oh, as, as oily and shitty yeah, as Yeah, and I would kind of go, like, yeah. not where the opening, you go back a little bit. That's you go back a little further. Yeah, yeah you've got I'd this. slide right under you there. You still have this space where the, the um, I don't remember the parts of the press anymore. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you've got this space where, like, the, the slide keeps coming in and out, yeah. where, like, you would be safe. You would be safe. The oily as fuck, but yeah. you know what? <laughs> At least I'm alive. Exactly. That's, that's what I would do. What's your game plan? My game plan? Well, okay, like, my game plan is a little bit different, because... <laughs> now that I've been working out so much, I feel, <laughs> you're, you're gonna fight back. I well, because I have a black belt in jujitsu, eh? Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, okay. I, okay, like I studied for seven, eight years. Yeah, would be more accurate. Um, and uh, I also wrestled in high school. Okay. So I have this. I have this. Um, I have. You know, I do have training in. I can hold myself in a fight. Yeah. And because I've been in a couple of fights before, so I know this. <laughs> sorry, mom. Uh, <laughs> uh, one of the sorry, so one of the deals of like me going into martial arts was that I wasn't gonna like get into fights. Yeah. I wait to my you- adult years. I wait to my adult years till my first fight. <laughs> um. Anyway. So yeah. Um. My yeah. I would like. I wouldn't like. Go head on, like head on, right? That's just stupid. You don't yeah. want to. He's no. got a gun. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> you try to, like, the, the factory is loud enough that you can sneak behind people really well. Oh, for sure. 100%. So, yeah, I would find the, that sneak around point and then hit him in the back of the head with, like, a two by four or something I could find. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, take his gun away, neutralize him, call it a day. Now, that's how it works out in my head. I don't know. You don't know what's actually gonna happen. Right. That's the game. <laughs> I've never been faced with like. I'll cheer for you under actu- the press. Thanks. I appreciate that. <laughs> I've never actually like as much as like we've had. I've had that training of like how how to deal with somebody if they have a weapon. Yeah. I've never been in that situation. Yeah. You know. You don't the know fucking- what's actually gonna happen until you. Until it actually happens, right? I mean, like, you, you, you get into... Like, I've been into, like, bar fights. You know, there's one a fucking... Okay, so... I used to uh, volunteer with the walk-safe program at the university. Okay. It's like the... It's the... The college calls it safe walk. <laughs> but basically, it's a legitimate escort service. So you call up uh, whatever the number is. Um, you ask, can I get a walk from here to here? So, like, we go to your building... Um, it's like Uber on foot. Okay. And it's free. But it's free. <laughs> um, and you're not getting driven. You're getting walked. Yeah, you're getting walked. But, like, we walk you... Basically, we walk you home. Yeah. So, it's a two-buddy system. Sorry. Um, I was trying to thought for us. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. So, what most people don't know... And, fuck it, I can say it now because I haven't been involved in years. Um, <laughs> and this was, like, ten years ago. Yeah. Um, we were alcoholics, man. Yeah. We were fucking the biggest drunks on campus. Um, the UWC hated us specifically because of me. <laughs> um, because I pissed off so many of their, like, members. Or, like, their, their like, uh, parliament. Um, so anyway. Um, there was one party we had. Now, I had just started dancing on the regular. Sorry. Like, not stripper <laughs> dancing. Yeah. Like, stage dancing. <laughs> Performance art. Um, and I was the assistant director on the junior show, like the show for like the kids that year. And I just got home. I wasn't really feeling it. Like I was tired. We had a, we had a medical emergency that day. 
the lead actress like collapsed on stage. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, like in her costume. So like we're afraid that the paramedics are gonna have to cut it off. And, like, that's that. You're it, worried about the costume. Yeah, it was, no, it's a handmade costume. It's like hundred dollars. Yeah, <laughs> like that's a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, and when you're a nonprofit, you can't afford a hundred dollars. So anyway, um, we, uh, so yeah, so we didn't know if she was going to be able to perform the next night. Cause again, we've got all these tickets. We don't have an understudy, mm-hmm. you know? So it's hard to like, and, and when you, when you're working with nonprofit theater, like everybody matters. You know, um, <laughs> because like it's hard to replace people, yeah. especially at the like the literally the last moment. So I'm yeah. freaking out about that. I'm stressed the fuck out because like I want to still, you know, I like I like this company. I want to stay in this company, and I'm trying to prove myself. Right, I'm trying to prove that I'm capable of dealing with dealing this. with shit like this. Right. <laughs> so anyway. I was already stressed out. My friends, uh, so my friends are having a party. It was weird that I wasn't there. Cause I always go to, I never say no to a party. Yeah. Um, and, uh, um, you good? Okay. Yeah, I'm good. Alright, um, I don't want to lose my train of thought too much, so I'm going to stop. <laughs> um, yeah, so, um, they kept texting me, and I was like, no, I'm going to stay in, I'm going to stay in, like, I've got shit to do. So then they start calling me. And, like, once you start getting phone calls from my friends, like, they're not going to stop until you, like, either pick up or sure. come over. Or show up. Exactly. I like that. Pick up or show pick up. Show So I decided to pick up because I knew I wasn't going to stop. And then, because, you know, I could have just turned my phone off, right? Yeah. Um... <laughs> So I decided to go for a little bit. I wasn't going to drink. I'm just going to go hang out. Like, there are people there who, um, I had a lot of Muslim friends. Okay. Being in university, you, you, you befriend different cultures. So I had friends that there that weren't going to be drinking either. So I wasn't going to be the only one. Um, you know, I was going, all right, fine. I'll just hang out with them. Like, I, I like them. So it's not, it's not like this is a big deal, yeah. right? Well, no. Um, fucking the two drunk idiots were the walk safe coordinator, who was like my boss, <laughs> and the one of the shift supervisors were drunk as fuck. Like, drunk and stupid. Yeah. And... The main... Okay, so I'll get to the main part of the story. So, um, the walk safe coordinator got really drunk and really belligerent. And he and I have been going back and forth. Like, he, you know, I recognize his position of power. Like, yeah. I, I respect that. I respect him as a friend. But, like, he was really starting to, like, challenge me on a lot of things. Because, you know me, like, I've had this I don't give a fuck <laughs> attitude for a very, very long time. For and, sure. I, and, you know, I'm still, you know, it started there. Yeah. And it's not that I was being defiant, but it's like, fuck your rules. Like, this is dumb. Like, yeah, exactly. I, I'll follow the rules if I agree with them, but otherwise I'm going to bend them to my will. Fuck yeah. that. Or break them all together. <laughs> um, so there's a lot of that going back and forth. So he had posture me. And he also has a black belt, but he has a black belt in karate. Mm-hmm. And love to show it off. Where like, I mean, we've known each other for what two, three years now. Yeah, and this is probably the first you've ever heard of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I don't really, I don't pull it out. It's not a fact I pull it unless it's relevant. Yeah, exactly. Where he pull it out all the fucking all the time. time, right? So, um, you know, he postured me and like, you know, we joke around that we he'd kick each other's asses. Now, to be fair. This might have been the tipping point now that I'm thinking about it. There was one time we were really drunk and I was at a party. We decided, a bunch of us decided to go to uh, KFC because it was down the street and it was the only thing that would have been open at the time. Yeah. Um, for some, I was, okay, I was very drunk. Very, 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 very drunk. <laughs> so let's keep this in mind. And my buddy Nate walked by and I was pissed at him for something. <laughs> <laughs> for something I don't remember what exactly so I saw it was valid though it was in my head it was valid and in my head my in my head my actions were valid <laughs> I had my little plastic fork because of course I got a poutine who doesn't right um, <laughs> and um, I had I looked at the fork and I was my buddy Nate and I looked at my phone or I just gave his name away fuck it um, I was trying to avoid his name <laughs> whatever I looked at the fork look at his arm look at the fork look at his elbow and just grab the fork and like stabbed now I came across like I came across body and I thought in my head that that would be like less force but no it's 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 more force than I had come straight across yeah, right yeah um so I understand why he was visibly upset <laughs> 
And, and what happened? Did the fork break? Did you puncture? Um, he, oh, he, I didn't puncture skin. It hurt a lot. Yeah. You know, it came with some good force. It was all, <laughs> and it was on like a solid point, just not one that could penetrate the skin. So I think I broke the, the end tongs of the fork. Yeah. Which made it really difficult to eat my poutine after. <laughs> For sure. Um, just got two. And he was mad, but like, you know, I'm like, I'm sorry, dude. Like, I don't know what I was thinking. Like, I legit don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I'm an asshole. Like, I'm falling on my sword. Like, yeah. You know, I re- I regretted what I had done after I had done it, but I couldn't stop myself because I was that yeah. stupid. In the meantime, it felt right. In the meantime, exactly. In the meantime, <laughs> it felt right. So, fast forward to, you know, going back to my original story. At this party, um, I was, I don't, to be fair, I might have started the ball rolling, but unintentionally. Um, I said some smart-ass comment. Really snippy too, because again, I didn't want to be there. Yeah, right? yeah, and he was exactly. one of the people who was calling me, so yeah. like, I'm already pissed off. Um, he's like, "Whatever, man, I can kick your ass." I'm like, "Hey, man, I'm here." Because at yeah. this point, I'm tired of it. Yeah, I'm tired of him being like, "Whatever, I kick your ass." Like, I'm, I'm ready just, to I'm be done with this. Fucking kick my ass or sit this. your fucking ass down. Like, I don't really give a fuck. So I'm like, "Hey, man, I'm here." You know, playfully. Yeah. He's like, "Whatever, man, I still kick your ass." I'm like, "Hey, dude, like." I'm here. If you want to do this, let's do this. But like, put up or shut up. Yeah. He's like, whatever, man. I'm like, I'm like, no, seriously. Like, let's do this. I'm done. I'm done at this point. So of course he gets up off his fucking chair. Like, <laughs> postures to me. I'm like, all right. Teresa, hold my gold. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm like, okay, just hold up. Um, I gave my, I gave my phone and my keys and all my shit to my friend Teresa. Cause I trust her. Yeah. Um, the whole my shit. I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, I don't, I don't want to do this, but like, it's gonna happen. Yeah. She's like, you just gotta do, man. All right, all right. So, um, I wasn't gonna take the first swing. You <laughs> yeah. know, you grow up in the ghetto, you learn a few things, yeah, you and you don't take the first swing. No. Um, You're smart. You don't take the first swing. So I stood there and waited for him to take the first swing, and fucking, I had my arms down too, so he could have just came across my face and rocked my jaw. Yeah. But no, he decides to open hand palm. Me in the chest. <laughs> Try and pull out his girl like what? What the fuck did you just do? That was your one shot. Well, that was your one shot, one and shot. now you blew it. Like if you're gonna hit me, hit me in the nose. Right. Like I'm, I'm prepared to get hit in the face, yeah, right? I'm not stopping after you hit me. No, exactly. <laughs> so he hits, go. So he hits me, and I'm like, sure. Okay. So like again, I don't want to. I don't want to hit him in the face. Mm-hmm. So and I've, I've, got a, I've got a considerable size difference on him. So I just I grab him and get him in this bear hug. And I'm like, are you sure you want to do this? He's like, let me go. I'm like, dude, are you sure you want to do this? He's like, just fucking let's do this. I'm like, all right. One last time. Are you sure you don't want to do this? And he's like, are you sure you want to do this? And he's like, <laughs> fucking let me go. Pick him up. Slam him down. <laughs> Um, he did put up a pretty decent fight. Yeah. It took me a little bit to go, like, he, um, I had him in a what I thought was a pretty decent guillotine. Mm-hmm. He, um, he kept he forcing his way out of it, so I managed to flip him, flip him over, got on top of him, and just wedged my arm into his neck. He, <laughs> it's hard to get up when you've got 200 pounds sitting on your chest. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I fucking flipped this kid over and just... Shove my elbow into his throat, and I'm like, "Are you done now?" And to which he said, ah, "Yeah." <laughs> and he was done. Um, you know, let him let him catch his breath, and yeah. we shook on it. And I'm like, "It's done now." Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. And uh, I want to hear about your karate anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want to hear about your shit anymore, Nate. Like, fuck off, dude. Um, I know if I like, he, we don't really hang out anymore anyway. He's one of the people that like. I there's not a lot of people from like my college, high school days that I really hang out with anymore. Yeah, um, there's a couple I don't like, talk to anybody from like high school, no. grade school. It's funny because like um, you learn a lot about about people as you grow up. You really do, <laughs> and it's funny because like, um, do you know how Chris and I are friends? Have we talked about that story? Maybe. I forget. Chris and I... Okay, so... Chris and I actually went to the same high school, but I'm considerably older than he is. Yeah. I actually went to school with his brother, Jimmy. Okay. I hung out with Jimmy all the time. So I knew who Chris was, but, like, if I was going over to his house, it was to hang out with Jim. Yeah. And, um... 
you know, life goes on. We, you know, I went off to college. Or I went to I went off to university and um, was in the working world. And then I decided to go back to school. And when I went back to school, Chris and I ended up in the same program. Okay. And like, mind you, like again, like with my high school friends, like I drifted apart. Like we all drifted apart. We all went our separate ways. That's yeah. life, whatever. And uh, yeah, so after all this like time, I ended up going back to school with Chris. And that's how him and I got or met up again, and like how him and I started a friendship. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, now he works with us at AB Plaza. Yeah. And <laughs> here we are. Here we are. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was just funny because like he and I had like drastically changed. Because I mean, I always knew him as like this. You know, he was always in grades, like he was Jimmy's grade school brother, like youngest brother. Yeah. Right? Um, and I was. I mean, I, I, I look good in high school. <laughs> you know, like, in high school, I was working at Quiz R Us at the time. Um, so I was... Um, <laughs> Is that why you don't want to have children? This, this is exactly <laughs> why I don't want to have children. Oh, my God. And, like... Everybody thinks that toy working at Toys R Us is the best thing. If you have a what? dick, it is not. It is not. <laughs> um, number one. I mean, no, and even for, like, even the women, like, like, okay, so for the guys, it's all physical. It's yeah. very sexist in there. I learned a lot about sexism working there. <laughs> um, because you only, like, there was one other girl who worked 500s, and she was kind of butch. Mm-hmm. But, like, it was all, they only ever hired men back yeah. there, typically. Um, and... So we were we were basically the bitches. Like all the heavy equipment we had to bring. Like I, like so like if somebody buys a bike, you're somebody, bringing that out. I'm bringing that out to you. Yeah. And like if there's only, I usually work the afternoon shift. So we there's only like one or two of us scheduled to work that day. Yeah. Like on the afternoon shift. So like I can't use the back chute. I've got to pull whatever this is down, throw it on a cart, and bring it through the store all the way to the front of the fucking store from the back warehouse. So. If somebody orders a bike, it is honestly easier to lug a bike on your shoulder through a store than it is to, like, throw it on a cart and drag the cart because the carts were so shitty. Yeah. Yeah, they, sure. they, It was just like, fuck it. Throw it. And, like, carry this. more often than not. Sorry. Okay. So, like, the, the carts would be stored on one end of the store. And what the item that you needed was all the way up the stairs. So, on the second floor, at the opposite end of the um of the uh of the warehouse so oh and and we're also being timed sort of so to speak like we have to respond to the customer within like two minutes so they put it on call for pickup we call like we we call the extension like whoever's making the call get the item we're supposed to grab it we have two minutes from the time the customer purchases the item to like get the call this is some bullshit. For real, right? I was just trying to... We were just trying to find the version of Monopoly at fucking Toys R Us. We stood around for fucking ten minutes waiting for this, this fucking girl... Right? ...to tell us whether they had it or not. They didn't have <laughs> And on the way, she stopped and helped another customer before, like, yeah. on her way back. Oh, and you're expected to do that, too. Like, any time... Like, even if you're in the middle of helping one customer, if another customer has a question, you have to acknowledge their existence. Like... At the very least, acknowledge their existence, and that's a problem. People wasn't like that. And see, and that's the people. Like, and the problem with that is because like nobody just has a simple question. No. Nobody like at a toy store, especially in like the boys section, you get it's a lot of nerds in there, and it's all questions. Yeah. It's all like, oh, well, do you have this and this and this? Like, one second, you know, Not help your right. other customer. I hope you don't get another customer. In I, I gotta and, bring this bike back. I only got ten seconds yeah, left. Yeah, like, I got like, ten seconds on my like, <laughs> No, and like you not leave me off people who like. As you have the bike on your shoulder, or like power wheels thing, or whatever, um, as you're bringing, like, hey, can I just ask you a quick question? No! Do you not see the 20 pound bicycle on my shoulder right now? Like, <laughs> fuck off! No, I'll be back in two right? minutes. Like, no! No! I'm not, no! No! Oh my god. Oh, and uh, yeah, sorry. So that's how I got very, like, fit in high school and then <laughs> I'm going all over the place with the story I apologize <laughs> that's okay um and um so when I went back to college I was 225 I was pretty heavy 
I was 185 in, in high school. Yeah. I was two, so for me to do 225 in college, no. This would have been, <laughs> wait. Yeah, no, in first year I was 225, in second year I got to 240. Not proud about that. Um, it happens. <laughs> it is what it is. Um, so, so long story short, it's like Chris didn't recognize me when, like, we didn't rec- recognize each other when we first saw each other, and then yeah. it was like a mutual friend that we have who was in like a grade in between us mm-hmm. pointed out like who I was and who he was, and like, oh, oh there we go. Shit. So that's how Chris and I got together. Now, back to Toys R Us. Um, <laughs> yeah, that place sucked. Um, fuck. Okay, so there's a. This is how I learned. Okay, I hate Christmas. <laughs> Fucking despise Christmas. And this is the story behind. This is what started that ball rolling. I signed up to work Boxing Day, and apparently I was the only because I signed up early because yeah. like you know you that that bug for like time and a half bit me pretty early, and I just yeah. wanted that extra bank, right? Yeah. So I signed up, assuming other people would sign up because who wouldn't want to? Get time to I don't do anything on Boxing Day. Right. Well, apparently, people do shit on Boxing Day, like not want to go to work. Yeah. So here I am in my section by myself. Um, pickups everywhere. Yeah. All the pickups. Because like, it's Boxing Day sale, yeah. right? Like fucking $10 bikes. Yeah, I totally get that. I totally understand why you want to go to Toys R Us that day. So here I am. Long story short, in a six hour shift, I didn't get a lunch. I didn't get a break. Um. You didn't go for a break or lunch? You just took it? I wanted to, but I couldn't. Like, I, like, legitimately, as one call would come in, as I would pick up, literally have the box in my hand, two more calls would come through on top of the three calls I already have to do. So, the thing that, it, that was bad enough, but the thing that really pissed me off was that they called in guys from my section to come work security at the, at the electronic section. And when I asked for help, everybody was like, no, man, I'm security today. This is why, this is why when people are like, oh, no, like, that's not my job, it pisses me off. Oh, for because, sure. Because, like, no, no, it is your yeah, job. Like, just we're lazy. all a fucking team. Like, yeah. come on. So, thanks for being a part of my fucking right? team, assholes. So having to deal with that and having to deal with just the shittiness of people around the holidays. Like, people are pretty shitty. In general. In general. But people are extra shitty oh around the holidays. And it pisses me off because, like, everybody touts the ho- like the, the time of the year as, like, the one time you should be, like, goodwill towards men and all this other bullshit. Yeah. I'm like, well, no. Because based on what I've seen, it's just as bad. So cut the hypocritical, hypocritical bullshit because I'm done with it. <laughs> you know? For sure. Um, and that, yeah, that's, that started the, the, the ball rolling for me hating holidays so much yeah. I don't hate them anymore now because I've found my own ways of like celebrating them yeah um, I know you don't have Facebook but like I do this thing called festive facts around this time of year okay. last year last year I did signs of Santa the signs of Santa so I would you know I'm, I'm fully aware Santa is not real yeah <laughs> but like I would pull out the little tidbits of facts that like if you were real this is what would happen and like figure out like the speed at which he has to travel in order to hit every house, if he's like assuming he started okay. at international dateline and because <laughs> um, uh, yeah, and moved one way, um, and then like I would I would figure out like the num the amount of force that would be extruded on him and his body, and like <laughs> the impact crater that he would make every time he landed. <laughs> Yeah, so I just used to do stupid shit like that for a week, and like people like took to it. I wasn't being, a, yeah. I wasn't being a dick about the holidays. No, but you were just like, but I was pointing out, yeah, I was, I was, this I was. What happened? This is what would happen. And it was making, I was making it fun for me. So I'm doing that with festive facts now. So like the entire month of December, every day I just have a random fact about the month in general. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's kind of just my way of dealing with. With Christmas in a non-traditional way, instead of just being pissed off about it. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, Toys R Us suck balls. <laughs> Toys R Us suck major balls. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay. it, I won't say it's the worst job that I've had, but it's definitely at the bottom of the list. You think the worst job you ever had was Sutherland? Sutherland. Yeah. Cool. I, I worked. I, I almost did, worked there. Oh, you got, yeah. Be glad you didn't have to. It was, okay, see, here's the thing about Sutherland. Like, Sutherland grew in popularity because of, like, strictly because of the recession. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. It was easy to get into. Easy to get into. It was a livable wage. It was above minimum wage. Yep. And it had benefits. It had health care, you know. Like, yeah, it's it's a lower-paying job than what I'm used to, but it's at least I can go... Yeah, at least I don't have to pay for it's extra medication. Wage. It's not just minimum wage. I know it's paying anything. And, like, I ended up making more... Like, I met... When I left that... When I got fired. Um, <laughs> and it wasn't the worst place to work for because I got fired. I tried to get fired. Oh, you tried to get fired? I was fired. trying to get fired for a while. I'll tell that story in a second. Um, shit. Uh, where was I going with that? Hold on. Um, what was I saying? Trying to get fired? Before that. Before that. Oh, James, I'm just bad. I know, man. Um, this is what happens when we smoke before we talk. <laughs> um, benefits. Sutherland. Yeah, sorry. So, yeah, the Sutherland Works job I worked. Um, yes, okay, so... I I worked my way very quickly through like the ladder, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I won't say it was like the authority ladder; it was more the pay scale ladder. Yeah. So um, we had two different sections in the BlackBerry department. There was Biz Business, or sorry, BlackBerry Internet Service, and then okay. the Bez BlackBerry Enterprise Service. Um, if you're on the biz, you are, like, just regular customers, like, any Joe Blow with a BlackBerry. Yeah. And Bez was, like, dealing with corporate networks, um, military-grade stuff, like, classes, you know, a lot of classified yeah. shit. Um, and I, and you get paid more just for starting in Bez, and then as you climb the ladder in Bez, you mm-hmm. make more and more money. Plus, you get a raise every year. So, I moved very quickly to Bez, <laughs> and I got on an email team, which was, like... By the time I left there, I was making like fifteen seventy five. I started at eleven something. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, like I only started working there because like I had just quit my job at IBM. Stupid, stupid move. Uh, I still, honestly, like that's one. I won't say it was my regret. I will say it was the one of the dumber moves I've made. Yeah. Um. Well, because it was. I don't want to even say dumb. It was naive. It was naive of me to go. Um. Sure, you had your reasons? I had my reasons, and I didn't... The thing is, I didn't have the foresight to realize that, like, things weren't okay at the moment. Like, mm-hmm. economically speaking, right? Which is why I pay so much attention to it now. For sure. <laughs> uh, so I don't put myself in that situation anymore, again, right? Um, but yeah, so I, uh, you know, things happened where, like, I was gonna work this really high-paying, like, really cool job, and they let me go because they couldn't afford me. And uh, I got on a settling because I needed to, mm-hmm. you know, plain and simple. Um, but at the same time, like that sparked my mm-hmm. desire to go back to school yeah. and get an education that like I appreciated and that I wanted. Yeah, for sure. And um, yeah, and now I'm doing this stuff, which is ultimately like what I want to do Hi. for the rest of my life, right? Yeah. Where was I going with any of this? I don't know. I'm bad. I'm, <laughs> I'm stems. I'm from each other. Yeah, exactly. Sort exactly. of tie in. <laughs> Sorry, hold on. Sorry. Uh, it's Dan. Just want to answer this real quick because I will forget later. No um, problem. I'll just cut that from the show. It's fine. But yeah, so anyway. Um... How are you? <laughs> <laughs> Not too bad. Right on. Right Not on. too bad. So, okay. So, how do we... Brett, we were talking about Brent. That's how we got on Brett, all this whole... Yes. Brett. Is it yes. Brett or Brent? Brett. It was Brett. Okay. Because, like, that shows you how much I care a little about this guy's <laughs> yeah, <for> life. Sure. <laughs> um... I had right. no idea. Okay, so like, okay, so you really need to tell me like the funny, the funny. I'm gonna get to the funniest part of the story. <laughs> We're just gonna fast forward. So you and Ryan started like hooking up. Yep. Wasn't official. It wasn't official, f- right? Because I didn't. I had yeah, no we were idea. Just screwing around, right? Right. Yeah, that's how normal. That's how adult. You test the waters first. Oh, yeah. He said he was giving me the ninety day rule. There you go. But I only got the sixty day rule. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a second. So, like, tell me what happened after. The, tell me about the leading to the camping trip, and then tell me <laughs> the after the camping trip. Um, tell us that story. Yeah. So, leading to the camping trip. Uh, I had asked Ryan if he wanted to come camping with me and my friend. Mm-hmm. So we went the whole weekend. 
I came back from the camping trip. Can't remember if it was the Sunday night or the Monday night. But uh, me and Brett were... I was on A something and he was on A something. Uh. And Pooh comes up to me. Ryan didn't have to work that night. And Pooh comes up to me and says... It's like, hey, uh, are you in contact with Ryan? And I said... Like, I, not right now, but I, I can be in contact with him. And he's just like, oh, well, tell him I poured salt on the wound. And I was like, what do you mean? I was like, let me in on this. Like, I want to know. I'm like, I won't say anything. I just want to be a part of it. Yeah. And he's just like, you'll know what I'm talking about. I'm like, well, I want to know. <laughs> but he didn't tell me. And he's just like, just forget about it. I'm like, no. No, why? you can't forget about that like, dipshit. Yeah, like, he's no. walking away. So I texted to Ryan that Pooh said that he poured salt on the wound. And about probably half an hour, 45 minutes later, Brett walks over to my press and says, um, so I heard a new, I heard a new rumor. I was like, oh yeah, what's it about? What'd you hear? And he's just like, it's about you. I'm like, oh, sweet. Lay it on me. Right. (laughs) And he's just like, well, I heard, uh, you and Ryan went camping and, uh, he fucked you all weekend. (laughs) I just looked at him like, well, not all weekend. Like, we were camping (laughs) with other people. We did do camping things as well. Right. (laughs) It did happen on several days. (laughs) Oh. We later that night got uh, moved to a different press. And he started talking to me. We both got put on a press together. Oh, lucky you. So after this, I understood what Pooh meant by he poured salt on the wound. Right. Pooh had told him this. And uh, at the the other press, uh, Brett says to me, uh, so are you guys, like, serious or whatever? And I said, I'm like, I don't really know what's going on yet. And I was like, I like him, though. And he's like, oh, he's like, well... It's like, you know, if if you want, like, I could look past this. <laughs> and I was like, no, like, that's okay. Like, I don't think I'm going to... Like, I'm, I'm cool right now. Like, I'm happy. Right. And he said, well, he's like, if if you don't want to date me, how about how about a fling? <laughs> who said... Number one, who says fling? And what the fuck? You what? Are, you're, like, double my age. Right. You could be my father. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, Honestly, you could be yeah. your dad. Yeah. Um, At, like, a res- decently respectable age as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay, like... Did he leave, did he, aside from like the bag of cookies, did he like even bother like asking you on a date or? Oh, I do believe he asked me for coffee the one day and I kind of, had, I had to work with him all night. Right. So I was, I forgot all about that. That might've been leading up to it too. <laughs> <laughs> he asked me if I wanted to go for coffee and I said, oh, I don't know. Like I was still working two jobs at the time mm-hmm. and I was like, I said, I'm pretty busy. I don't know. Like, I'll let you know. Just mm-hmm. kind of left him hanging because I know if I said no, I'd have to explain myself. And again, I still had like at least five hours left right. of the shift right. to go. Yeah. And uh, so I think he took that as a... Uh, or he did later say, well, I thought you wanted to go for coffee with me. Oh. Uh, <laughs> what does coffee mean? Right. I don't know. I don't know if you heard about when Adele came to this country. Yes, yes. I heard that story for coffee, yes. Maybe he thinks blowjobs are coffee, too. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> dinner, dinner is sex. Coffee's a blowjob. Yeah, right? Let's start, let's start simple. You know, let's yeah. Waggle Basics. it at her, see what she does, you know. Basics. Yeah. Who says that? <laughs> I can look past this, but, like, you know. Yeah. Let's have a fling. What? 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 Very odd, awkward conversation. Yeah. Okay. So I like, told I told De- Derek was our shift supervisor at oh the God. time. I told him right away. Right. He laughed. He loved it. But of course, he told me obviously I could make a complaint if I needed to. Of course. I don't want to go there if I didn't have to. No. No. <laughs> I mean, like, it's, and the thing is, it's not like he was overtly creepy about it, mm-hmm. from what I understand. Yeah, he wasn't like. And he wasn't overtly creepy. Like, he, yeah, he, he was. Just, I don't know. Didn't understand. Yeah. It, that no. I don't know. Yeah. No. He just. I don't. I don't think he had that. 
cultural awareness of like yes. what is appropriate and what is not appropriate. And I mean, if you've never lived on your own, I can see how you wouldn't have. I'm not saying that everybody who's never moved out on their own doesn't yeah. get that. Well, yeah, I do believe he still lived at home. He did. Because I remember he was just getting his driver's license at the time. He, I think he was getting, he had his G1 driving with his dad. And well, of course. So switch seats. Right, right. You know, like back in like high school. Thanks, Dad. He started to learn how to drive. Right. <laughs> fucking walking in the swagger it's like bitch we all have our licenses like yeah. you're you're behind the times you're here way behind but you know what I think okay like I think that's part of what it is it's like you know this is all I feel like he's probably very sheltered yeah no like it, it, as far as like social development he was it sounded like he was delayed by like a decade <laughs> at least you know um cause he's cause like for like you know getting your license having your driving in with your parents and switching seats like those are all things that you experience yeah you experience them but you experience them in high school like yeah. that's what's culturally acceptable yeah you know it's happens. kind of the older you get the weirder it gets you yeah. know um it's when you need to find a friend to learn how to drive with instead yeah 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 exactly because like you make it look like you drove that well because yeah. you did drive them but yeah. like you know my friend's using my car. Yeah. Well, that excuse. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, you know, at least, at least it covers it a little bit better. Exactly. Um, but yeah, no, like there's all these, these, um, you know, these social cues and things that we pick up. And I think he just didn't pick them up when the rest of the world did. No. And now he's trying to make up all this time and it's not working out. <laughs> well, another thing, too, is, like, he probably went to high school at a very different time than we did, right? Yeah, for sure. Because, I mean, he was 39. I think I was... Let me do the reverse math here. I would have been 28, 27. Mm-hmm. So even then, like, there's a, gen- like, there's a 12-year generation yeah. gap between me and him. Exactly. You know? I turned 40 before you left, so... Oh, God. Okay, yeah, so let's say 12 12 years just to be, like, just keep it generous. But, um, yeah, no, like, so, like, he even went to school at a different time, like, a whole decade before I did. You know, that's that's enough for a generation. Yeah. That's, you know, that's a 10-year-old kid. (laughs) (laughs) You know, he couldn't be my dad, but he could be yours, and that's the scary thing. Yeah. Exactly. I think that's the other thing, too, like, of that, like, going back to the whole, like, developmental um, thing, you know, um, like, get somebody that's age-appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it, it's generally not socially acceptable. I feel like, like, I've got a friend whose parents have, like, a huge age difference. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's almost, like, 20-something years. I feel like at a certain age, it's okay. At a certain, absolutely. You know, at a certain I feel age, like, it's okay. You know, like, when you're like 30, 35. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But like in your 20s, especially low here's, 20s, it just doesn't oh, seem right. Here's the thing. Like, and like, I don't, when I say this, I don't want to, I don't want it to sound like I'm being ageist in any way. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't. I'm not trying to sound, I'm not trying to be condescending, but like yeah, for sure. there's an age gap between us. You know, I'm turning 32 in February. You're still in your 20s, mm-hmm. and I can safely say that between from from 20 to 23, I thought one way. Mm-hmm. From 24 to 26, I thought another way. 27 was different. 28 was different. 29 was different. 30 was like the light switch turning off. <laughs> you know, at 30, I'm like, oh shit, oh, shit. I'm an adult now. <laughs> you know, like it, um, it, it's not that I didn't feel that I was an adult before, but I was doing, I was doing all the adult things yeah. through the lens of a an immature lens. You know, and I'm, I'm not, and it, it, that is not the same for every for every twenty year old. Mm-hmm. What I'm trying to say is like my outlook on life and how I treat life or treated life um, was very different in my twenties than it is in my thirties. And I know that I'm only in my early thirties. Yeah. But be, I can say that it was such a drastic change mm-hmm. that like. It's a difference. You know, I'm a, I'm a very different person now than what I was 
10 years ago. Yeah, for sure. You know, and ten, that's all 10 years ago is a long time, right? 10 years so for sure. You're right. Better. So, so I think, I think where that becomes a problem, that age gap becomes a problem, like in your twenties is because you're still not, you think that you're fully developed yeah. as an adult, but like, you don't you know, don't you don't know yet. Exactly. Don't know yet. And I'm not, I'm not saying that you aren't, I'm saying that like you, well, you never know. Like I'm, I don't want to work where Work. Well, yeah. <laughs> get a, get a move, like right. No, but you don't really know what's gonna happen. And, and as you say, you really don't know. It. Hey, don't you start that? Um, let's talk to Kent. Um, yeah, no, and that's the thing. Like, you don't know, and like, yeah, no. There's there's so much. Sorry, I'm just coming to the epiphany now. <laughs> um, when I hit thirty. I really look back on the last 30 years and realize that I still have 30 plus more years to get shit done. Yeah. You know, some people come to that realization sooner, <laughs> others much later, but for me, that's when it happened. And I know for a lot of other people, mm-hmm. that's about when it happens. You know, you, you, it, you, there's this phase shift yeah. in your thinking and yeah, um, yeah, no, it's it's not that you're immature in your 20s. It's just like your way of thinking drastically changes between yeah, your 20s and your 30s. And that Generally, matters. people don't have shit figured out no, in their 20s. No, no, Generally. Fuck, I'm 32 and I'm still figuring my shit out, right? <laughs> like, um, spoiler, spoiler, but I don't... I've, have I been told... Like, have I told you that I'm working on this, like, YouTube channel idea? I don't think so. Okay. Um, I've been toying with the idea of starting a YouTube channel mm-hmm. in... in light of this yeah um i have a companion podcast to this called sidetracked okay it's kind of just like a sketch pad so like if i feel like talk or sorry if i haven't put out an episode of 100 wins rights to at least get something online i'll just hold my recorder in front of my face and chit chat about whatever is bothering me or whatever is like on my mind that day so what i want to do is i want to expand that a little bit further and start a youtube series and like my problem lately has been like figuring out what I want that series to be about because I do so many different things and I have so many different interests. Yeah. So, um, what I'm going to end up doing is kind of like a variety show. Okay. So, like, I'm not going to do strictly reviews. I'm not going to do strictly editorials. I'm not going to do strictly opinion pieces. Um, I'm going to have, like, a collage of different things. So... Um, I only came to that realization now <laughs> and I still don't even know how I'm going to implement it. Right. Yeah. Like, cause, sure. cause you know, I, it's a great idea in theory, but I also have a book that I'm, I want to work on and I have a photo series that I'm currently <laughs> working on and all this other shit. So, um, a lot going on. I have a lot going on. So like to add one more thing, it's like, do I really want to do it? Yeah. You know? Um, but anyway, I'm totally digressing from my point. But, um, where's it going with that? Actually, I should probably check her time. Oh, shit. We've been talking for like 45 minutes. Oh, shit. Yeah, we got 15 minutes left. Shit, shit, shit. Okay. Okay, so, all right. So, let's talk a little bit about, like, you used to be a travel soccer player? Yeah. Tell me about, like, tell me, like, because, like, I didn't do any travel, I was too poor. <laughs> I didn't do any travel sports, but, like, I played sports, obviously. Yeah, but, like, sure. yeah, so, like, what's, what's the difference between, like, a travel team, or I guess what I should be asking is, like, what's the difference between a travel team and, like, a school team? Or, or, or even, like a or even, a, even a house league, or, like, a peewee, or, like, an inner city league. Because, like, if I played sports, it was, like, West Windsor T-Ball Association. Yeah. You know, it was it was strictly within one area. We always went to the same diamonds. Either you're playing on... You're playing different one of Different field numbers. Playing different field numbers. We weren't going to different cities. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, Tell I me. did play on uh, Timbits for two years. So that was at the Ford Test Track. I think I started mm-hmm. when I was, like, eight. Mm-hmm. And on my second year, I got asked by, like, a travel soccer coach to try out for the team, and I made it. So basically, like, travel soccer team... Um, generally with the Timbits team, you practice like once a week, you know, you'd have your game on the weekend and mm-hmm. that'd be it. Uh, travel soccer, you'd practice generally two to three times a week and we had games Saturday and Sunday 
uh, being with the leagues that we were in, we started off playing in a Michigan league, so we were out of the city every weekend. Mm-hmm. But uh, they generally it wasn't too too far, you know, an hour, two hour drive. So it wasn't like overnight games. Mm-hmm. We eventually moved up and finished the league that we were in. Um, came first a couple of years in a row, so we started playing in an Ontario league. Mm-hmm. That one was it was every. Probably most most weekends we were out of the city around like Toronto area. There was there was like I think a London team was like the closest. We had a Kitch- Kitchener team, Sarnia, all those places. Right. So, but we were back and forth to Toronto. Well, we'd have Toronto. We'd usually have games lined up, so they were two two games like on the Saturday and Sunday, and they were relatively close to each other. Or we'd get a hotel in between the two. Right. Right. And we'd stay the night generally. Right it was pretty rough. You'd have to just so you'd go up Saturday morning. You got like a ten o'clock game in like Toronto. You gotta leave at like <laughs> you know four thirty five o'clock in the morning. You gotta right. practice or warm up for an hour. Mm-hmm. After uh, driving for four. Yeah, exactly. So it's expensive. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, now going to all these different cities, like were you? Because, like, when you go to hockey, like, when you go to, like, a hockey game or a mm-hmm. football game, like, when you go to professional sports, there's very much a, what they call a home team advantage. Yeah. You know, just based on, like, how the crowds are going to react. Yeah. Do you, did you feel that travel, like, in, in travel soccer, like, um, I know some people are, like, really competitive, but, like, did you experience, like, I guess, like, as a visiting team, were you always, like, kind of booed? Or, like, did you not get, like, were, did, I guess what I'm asking is, like, did you feel disrespected by the other teams? Um, not so much. Like, there generally wasn't, like, another, a whole crowd. It was just more or less people's parents from okay. both, both teams. Um, sometimes the parents would yell. Yeah, I, I got into it on, with a player on the field. Her name was Brittany as well. Oh, okay. It was a Kitchener team. Mm-hmm. And, uh... I was getting into it with her, and her mother started yelling at me, so I cussed her out as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, whatever. Whatever. Um, were there a, like, did you have a lot of like those type of rival rivalries, or um? Um, it wasn't all the time, but generally on like one team. Maybe it was just me, but like usually on one team, there was that one person where it's like, if I get the fuck chance, <laughs> I'm gonna knife you in the throat. <laughs> right. Um, so okay. but like, there was definitely like a being like playing here. Mm-hmm. Definitely, you felt like you had an advantage. Your legs aren't as stiff as when you sit for a few hours. You know, you can mm-hmm. actually sleep more. Right. Uh, you get to eat your home cooked meal instead of you know just stopping at Tim Hortons grabbing a soup or something on right, the way. Right. Right. So it did kind of feel like an advantage. But you get used to it. I mean, you're doing it all the time, so... <laughs> right, right. It gets to the point where, like, this is like, all right. Well, all right, I guess we're doing this. Today's a Timmy's day, yep. I guess. All right. <laughs> um, okay, so, like... Obviously, you're pretty good. Um, did you ever have any desire to, like, go beyond that? Or was it just a um, something cool to do for you? Um... When I was younger, I did. thought I'd play in, like, you know, college, possibly. Mm-hmm. But as I got older, as I was, like, 15, I was like, I need a job. And with travel soccer being, like, it's it's hard to find, you know, even like, a part-time job while you're a student and mm-hmm. not have to work weekends. Right. And then nights, too, so, because that's the time you'd be off school, generally. Mm-hmm. So... I, d- I decided to quit, and also I, 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 I started drinking at a younger age, and uh, yeah, when you gotta wake up at four thirty in the morning, <laughs> you, you know, you, you did, well, you didn't uh, go to bed till twelve thirty, one o'clock, right? Not feeling so good. So understandable. understandable. Not the full reason. I just needed a job. I had to. No, no, totally, totally. Start no. making money. <laughs> I hear you. No, it becomes that point of like, do I pursue this thing mm-hmm. that I'm really, really good at for the sake of being a quote unquote professional, or do I get a quote yeah. unquote real job? Right. And, and and I totally hear that. Like, um, you know, I used to be a drummer, and like, 
I did think a fairly good drummer. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was I was not, I wasn't always the best. Like I didn't win every competition, but like you know, I knew that I wasn't shitty either. Yeah, exactly. And I, I had to make that. I mean, not exactly the same choice, but I had to make the choice of like, do I pursue do music pursue as a profession, yeah. profession, or do I pursue? You know, do I use my brain, my brain, my math <laughs> skills, and like go for something technical? Yeah. You know, that's where. That's the decision I had to make. Right? Yeah. So I totally, I totally understand what you're saying. Like, really. But, um, so like, do you think? Did you go to college? Like, did you go to anything post secondary? Yeah, I did. I did go to St. Clair College for uh, the woodworking technician program. Okay. Two year. All right. Program. Did you? No, I work with plastics. Right. Such a, <laughs> such a stretch. Yeah. Um. So like, how? Uh, um. Did you no? Did you complete the program, or did you just say fuck it? And no, I, I did complete the program. Okay. Um, I was going to apply at the Carpenters Union, actually. Right. But at the time that I did apply, I believe they were laying laying a few people off because it was probably, they probably yeah they didn't have a lot of work at the time. Right. So that's the I thing. believe I got like a cleaning job. Right. For the time being, worked at Home Depot. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. And the rest is history. Now you're here. Now now you're with us. Um, No, and, like, that's what I think a lot of, like, our parents' generation doesn't understand is, like, it's really tough for, you know, kids 30 and under (laughs) to get a job in the field that they went to school yeah, for. Especially here. Especially here in Windsor. So what I can say, I'm like, if you're going to go to college, you're best to move somewhere. You really are. I mean, like, not not for nothing. Like, the school, like, the, the, the education programs here yeah. are very good. Yeah. But if you want to take that and do something with it, you exactly. have to go elsewhere. Yeah. You have to. Because um, Windsor's a factory town. It is. We always is. have been. I don't want to say we always will be. I mean, we're factory tourism. <laughs> Our two yeah. draws, right? <laughs> um, and not saying that there isn't more in the city, yeah. of course. That's just the public perception. Exactly. And, you know, we really... I don't think we'll ever really get out of that no. for a very long time. I don't think so either. Um, I don't want to say I hate the factory, but... It's... Just, it's... Well, I mean, I guess it's... It really is. It's great, you know, pay and everything. But it's good, but it's bad. Yeah, it has its. The honestly, the only reason why the only reason why I'm there is because, you know, I'm at that point in my life where do I starve for my art or do I continue (laughs) to live comfortably? And like, sorry, I've grown accustomed to a certain lifestyle. Yeah. And working at AP Plasma allows me to keep that lifestyle. Exactly. And do the things that I enjoy doing. Yeah. Um, You know, yeah, in my 20s, I would have starved for my art. Absolutely. But I'm not 20 anymore. (laughs) You know? And and I think, like, by, I mean, before the show, you you were mentioning that you and your, you and Ryan were going to travel out west. Yeah. And, like, go for it. Yeah. Like, you know, what, there's nothing here holding you back, right? So do it while you can. Not that I have anything holding me back here, Mm -hmm. but, like, I've got comfort <laughs> yeah. do you know what I mean like you I know, have that you established. have your friends you I have, have my friends and places I'm, you go to you know everything exactly yeah. I'm, I'm I'm at a point where like I got my shit going yeah. I've got got a good pace exactly. to disrupt it now would mean going back to the beginning and I've already done that mm-hmm. <laughs> you know by going back to college like, I went back to the beginning I started over and now I'm trying to build something that where like you guys can start over and it's not going to affect you. It's not going to push you back. Yeah. yeah. You know, hopefully, um, not. hopefully not. No, I'm saying you'd find should be I, better in the long run in the long run. It does. And that's what I'm saying. Like you got it. You, you, you can take that chance to yeah. like, you might, you don't know whether or not it's going to work, Yeah. but at least hopefully. you can take that chance and you say that you can, you did it. And not a lot of people get the opportunity. Yeah. You know, a lot of people that we work with, I understand why they're bitter because, like, what opportunities do they have left? Yeah. You know, if... This is it. This is the end of the line. If AP Plasma shuts down, what are you going to do? Yeah. You know, like, if... if you move on to the next one. <laughs> and that, exactly. And, like, if AP Plasma shut down, shuts down, like, I have options. Yeah. You know, and that's... And, I, I, and, and that's... You know, I guess that's why I don't worry so much. Mm-hmm. Is because, like, I know that I have options. I have fallbacks, you yeah. know. This is, this is my main source of income. 
mm-hmm. but it's not my only source of income. Exactly. And I have shit set up. totally capable to get another job if you need to do. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But a lot of people that we work with, you know, those, especially those in their 50s, 60s, when you put in 15 years at a factory, what else are you going to do? Yeah. Go to another factory? Yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, from what I understand, a lot of places don't pay what we pay. Yeah, that's what I understand, too. You know, yeah, I I, even, I think, now I'm going to take this information with a grain of salt. I will talk to somebody from Chrysler's. Mm-hmm. But from what I understand, like, they don't make, make much more than we do now. Mm-hmm. You know, they lower, so either. they lower the pay scale to be able to take more people in. Yeah. I think is what they they did. Yeah. Um... Not saying that they don't make more than we do, because I think they do still make more than we do, but they just not, burgers. not like almost double. Yeah, no. no <laughs> There's a time where close. like if you if you work at Chrysler, if you work at any one of the oh, big yeah. three, you were making sixty grand. Yeah, my dad uh, ended up hurting his back, so he went on and he started doing janitorial work, mm-hmm. and he was making, I believe, it's like forty dollars an hour. Fuck. Straight time, just, and you know it's double yeah. time on Saturdays and triple time on Sundays, and you know so you work fucking, seven days. Yeah, yeah, hundred twenty dollars. You know, I work seven it's days. Like, and within months, he's like just within like half a year. I wouldn't have to pay any more taxes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm at, like, you work like for us to do that. Like I'm not over. I'm not almost six hundred hours of overtime. But I know I'll rake in 60k by the end of the year. Yeah, you know? exactly. But yeah, so anyway, we've got two minutes left. All right. So there's one question that I want to end on. Okay. Well, more like a, more just like a general thing. So like, what's, what's one thing that people don't typically know about you that you wish that they did? Hmm. That's a good question. prepared me for this one. Sorry, I just, <laughs> I just thought of it. I just thought God of it. Damn. Sorry. Ooh. It could be anything. Like, it doesn't have to be anything, like, super secretive. Just, like... I feel like generally, like, when I meet people to, like, for the first time, mm-hmm. I, am, I am quieter and shyer. Like, I don't know you. I'm not trying to get all up in your business. Right. So I generally wait... Wait yeah. a while to like actually start conversing with people, but once I, you know, people do realize like, hey, you're a cool hey, chick. And yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. No, totally. Because like, a lot easier. And I, I totally understand. Because like, even like when I first met you, like we didn't really. Well, like at work too, especially when it's, it's in like work settings or you're you're out in a scene. Like generally. As a female, you have refer to it as a resting bitch face, right? Yeah. Me. You yeah. just have this straight face. You know, you're not, you, nothing's really going on. You have no emotion. There's no reason to smile. So people will generally misconstrue that. Right. I feel oh, like I definitely carry that look. And it's fan, it's funny because like if you look at everybody's faces, like everybody has the same miserable look on their face. Yeah. And it's not that I'm miserable. It's just like yeah. I'm, I'm it's not just work, like I'm working. working. <laughs> like I'm not really, nothing to laugh about oh, yeah. right now. Like, I'm not happy, but I'm not like I don't really angry. Feel Anything. Yeah, I'm just I'm numb. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm just numb to it. I'm here. I'm making a paycheck. That's all it is. Like, I'm just trying to float by. Yeah, I was trying to make my ends meet. All right. Well, uh, thank you so much for being on the show, Brittany. No problem, James. And, uh, we'll talk to you later. That was my interview with Brittany LeBlanc. Of course, I want to thank her for coming on the show today. So I had mentioned in the course of our interview that I would be starting a YouTube channel soon. And that's still happening. Um, Aiming for a New Year release. Um, And there's going to be two components. Um, The first one is obviously the YouTube channel. um, And then there will also be a vlog accompanying that. Now, essentially, uh, both the blog and the YouTube channel will more or less have the same content, just 
in different mediums. So think of it as I write the blog and then perform the video based on what I wrote for the blog. Um, if you've ever seen, or actually if you've ever listened to anything from uh, quickanddirtytips.com, uh, very similar in that regard, it's basically just a transcript. Uh, the blog posts are transcripts of that particular episode. So as far as content is concerned, uh, we're going to be doing a variety of different things. Um, you know, one week it could be a film review, the next week it could be an editorial, the next week an opinion piece, uh, the next week a skit. Uh, I don't know, and I think that's the beauty of it, is while it is scripted, unlike Wonder Woman's Rights, which is pretty much off the cuff, um, it still will allow me to pursue um, multiple avenues with the show and keep it fluid and keep it open and appeal to all of my interests and not just one particular niche niche genre thing that I do um, because it's really not me um, and I try to be a version of myself in every piece of media that I put out there um, you know the difference between the audio podcast and what this will be is that um the youtube channel will be a little more scripted where these are (laughs) completely off the cuff and whatever happens happens um you know i don't have a script in front of me i have like rough notes (laughs) when i record these uh, as you can probably tell but anyway i digress so check out uh all of our social media for links to when that will be out. The title of the show is called, well, Your New Favorite Show. So be sure to follow us on the social media outlets. Is that what the kids are saying now? I don't know. Anyway, uh, facebook.com forward slash something digital 519, uh, twitter.com forward slash try sd 519, or Instagram try sd 519. Those are all the company pages. Uh, you can check out my personal stuff at twitter.com forward slash that guy 534, or instagram.com forward slash jimzim 534. Uh, that's enough for me today. Um, be sure to email us at something digital Windsor at at gmail.com if you are interested in any of my uh, photography work. Anyway, uh, thank you so much. Be sure to check us out on Stitcher, iCloud, iCloud, iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever you can pick up podcasts or, yeah, stuff and things. I'm tired. I'm going to end this. Thanks so much, guys, and we will talk to you soon. Yeah.